Hello everyone, this is Irliana Samsara with episode 48 of Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. So we've got the new moon this week. The new moon is in Taurus, the sun and moon aligned in Taurus. So um, it's going to be quite an interesting month, Uh, could be full of lots of uh, surprises, unexpected things. Um, certainly, we, I know we probably feel like we've had our share of unexpected for a lifetime, given the last three months. Uh, however, um, I'm going to talk to you about what's in store and how we can navigate and what are the most um, auspicious things to be doing uh, for this particular lunation of the, um, the moon in Taurus. Okay, so let's get started. So this new moon is Wednesday in Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be Wednesday on the 20, um, let's see, it is the 20th, let me get this right, uh, April 22nd in Eastern Standard Time, that would be 10.25 p.m. So in California and the West Coast of the United States, it would be 7.25 p.m. And all of you lovely folks in London, it'll be Thursday, 3.25 a.m. London time. Um, In Delhi time, it's 7.55 a.m. And then all of you fabulous Australians um, are, uh, well, at least Sydney, (laughs) I'm seeing here the time zones, uh, 12.25 p.m. Thursday. So gives you a, a little sense of things. Okay, so what makes this particular new moon so powerful? Well, probably the most important thing is the fact that it is uh, conjunct Uranus, the planet of sudden change and uh, breakthrough. Um, It can also be very um, earth, literally earth shattering, right? It it shakes things up. And when with Uranus being in, in the sign of Taurus the last couple of years, it will be there for the next several years because it does, of course, it's an outer planet. So it moves slowly, and on this particular uh, lunation, it's going to be lined up with the sun and the moon, so sun, moon, and Uranus. So that's probably the biggest thing. So what that might look like, because Uranus, uh, I mean, sorry, because because, um, Taurus rules food, and it's, you know, ruled by Venus, the food supply, material wealth, um, our personal finances, all of these things are or Taurus topics. So the um, Uranus conjunct there, we might find um, a sudden jolt to our um, our comfort zone, as we have been seeing, but but more pronounced this this month. I, I would say that this month would be more more of a signature. Um, we have already started seeing, unfortunately, some really sad stories with with food, food shortages, and food waste. And so um, that are, that's also very Uranian uh, subjects. Um, but because of the COVID crisis and all these restaurants shutting down, you've probably been reading about how many restaurants, I mean, sorry, many farms, they have all this food that they had to plow under, millions of acres of vegetables. Um, I know out in, our, in um, there was an onion field, this huge onion field with millions of onions. And, um, you know, there's just so many that people can pick up and, They've given it to as many food banks as they can, but then the food banks get overwhelmed because they don't have places to store these refrigerated items and things that need refrigeration. So it it is very, um, certainly very disheartening, uh, and it certainly 
is pushing us to get out of our comfort zone and create and innovate with our food supply. And it might mean a, you know, a very radical departure in our values. Like for example, instead of just going to the supermarket and getting our spring mix out of a plastic box, the Uranus and Taurus, especially this month's new moon, is saying, you know, begin a new way, um, be more innovative, be more mindful of the earth. You know, because Taurus, you know, the is the environment, the Earth is Mother Earth. Earth Day is also Wednesday, you know, International Earth Day. If there's ever a time to be more mindful of the Earth, it would be in this very powerful lunation. So food shortages, yes, we've already started seeing that. We've seen um, crisis with food banks and such, with people out of work and lining up to get food, more demands that way. Um, so it is definitely pushing us to be more, um, be more creative and innovative in how we feed ourselves. So, you know, certainly practical solutions, right? Taurus is all about the practical and the reliable and the grounded, steady. What are practical solutions that we, it, it, this new moon is really pushing us to really reinvent our relationship to food and how we feed ourselves. So it may mean, you know, starting a garden. Certainly um, in the northern hemisphere, we're coming into spring. Um, we are coming into fall in the southern hemisphere. But even if it's in this, in, in, if you're heading into the fall and winter, just know that you can certainly grow things indoors and you can, um, you know, work with that. So it's all about really being quite innovative and it'll it'll demand that of us you know to be more mindful of the earth and more community focused so a community garden you know csas they call them in the states community supported agriculture that food co-ops bartering helping one's neighbor maybe you have some onions and somebody else has lettuce so really you know breaking down old stuck ways of relating to food and really being um, creative here and reaching out and benefiting the community maybe somebody lost their job and needs some help and so it's about reaching across the table so uranus is um, also you know, the sun, moon, and Uranus are also making um, a kind of a wide square with Pluto and Jupiter, you know, in, um, in uh, the sign of Capricorn. So again, this and Saturn, you know, Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, those the big amigos, they're all, you know, making these squares to these, um, to this lunation. So it is, again, giving us that feeling of intense challenge. And it is definitely shaking up our very base, the very foundations of society that we've run on, assumptions that were very unconscious and automatic, and it's now coming to the fore. So this is called definitive action required, you know, and it's it's really for all of us to to reinvent, and we're not waiting. A big piece of this would be, it's not like waiting around for, you know, some governmental structure to say, okay, just put your feet up and, you know, the government will take care of it. It's it's really, we have to really um, be more proactive. And as we can see, that's just clearly not working, waiting around. And a lot of it, even with a COVID crisis, when you saw Governor Cuomo of New York State, um, you know, he, he wasn't waiting around and there was such a crisis, he had to go in and jump in and 
do the math himself, figure out how many ventilators and machines and masks and such that, that the city and the state needed um, instead of waiting around. So that's, that's the kind of energy that's, that's being asked of us, is that we're standing up in our power and really taking the reins of our destiny, you know, so we're participating. We're not sitting on the sidelines. Uranus and Taurus, by the way, before I move on to the, the Saturn square, Uranus and Taurus might also mean that it's time to freelance and to be independent. Um, you know, if we had been an employee, it might be that we certainly, I hope if you are an employee and had been have been laid off, that you are collecting unemployment and um, being able to get that sooner rather than later but um, it might mean that this is the begin a new beginning where you might consider freelancing or being self-employed rather than being um, you know as an employee so it's really pushing us to move and think in new directions so the square with Saturn in especially let's look at that What that might indicate is about, there's kind of a, a dynamic tension when Saturn and Uranus make a square, a 90 degree angle in the skies. It's really, um, it can be about sudden changes and ones that are very sobering. Saturn brings that, you know, it can be very sobering or depressing or, um, you know, um, melancholy or depression, you know, it can be that way. Uh, but Saturn is also um, pushing us to be patient. So the Uranus part of ourselves is, you know, we need to be free, we want to be free. But the Saturn squaring it is saying, well, okay, like, let's be cautious. It's it's kind of at odds, right? Saturn and Uranus are different kinds of energies. Saturn is about restriction and Uranus is about liberation. So you could say that, yes, we're not saying you shouldn't be liberated, but it's about being measured and being real and being um, realistic and grounded and focused on expansion. And it's not just willy-nilly, you know, Uranus can be the firecracker, uh, what do you call those sizzlers that on the 4th of July, those sticks, you know, that kids light and they, they sizzle around and they zoom, they peter out a minute later. That can be, that's probably the best example of Uranus energy. So Saturn squaring is saying, okay, I know you want to be free and you want excitement in your life, but you really got to be, let's be real here. So a great example of that was just yesterday when the mayor of Jacksonville, Florida said, okay, we're going to open beaches. And I think they did that also in South Carolina. So there, there's this pushback that people are saying, we want to be free, we're tired of sitting home, right? There's the Uranus side, and Saturn is squaring, and it's going to be even tighter on Wednesday, the new moon, with Saturn is squaring that, saying, ah, oh, not so fast, let's be real here, and let's be cautious, right? We don't want to get sick again, or we don't want to, we want to flatten the curve with COVID, you know, we don't want to be creating more problems and more catastrophe because Saturn, um, sorry, Uranus left unbridled, you could create a, an even worse problem. So it's hard to make changes. Sometimes we just have to be patient. It can be very frustrating because Saturn can demands patience from us and focus and discipline and, and maturity. There's another interesting dynamic tension occurring, and uh, this one is particularly 
particularly in the chart of the United States. Um, You've heard me talk in previous episodes about the North and South Node, which are the evolutionary markers. Our our North Node is our, 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 it's like follow the North Star, you you know, this is the path where you want to evolve and grow. And the South Node is about habits and old ways of being you've mastered. And if you were to continue doing them, it would be where you would not evolve. It's what you want to let go of. Sometimes it's called the dragon's head and the dragon's tail, or in Vedic astrology, the North Node and South Node are known as Rahu and Ketu. And they're very important evolutionary markers. So in the chart of the United States, we have the North Node in Leo and the South Node in Aquarius, right? Opposite signs. Six minutes, 36, six degrees, 36 minutes. Well, this is certainly called into play this month with the new moon in Taurus because the new Taurus is, uh, the new moon in Taurus, can't speak. The new moon in Taurus conjunct Uranus, right? Trying to talk too fast. I gotta slow down. (laughs) Taurus, man, take it easy. (laughs) So Uranus is making a T square. If you can imagine like a capital letter T. So it's kind of butting heads with that north, uh, with that uh, north node, south node, in Leo Aquarius for the United States. So this particular lunation is very critical for the United States in terms of certainly um, the food and money, currency. Um, We could see more currency shakeups specific to the US, the, the financial markets, because Taurus rules. What is Taurus? The bull, right? Bull market, bullion. It's where we got the, the, in the ancient days, they didn't have money, they would trade cattle, right? Steer, the stock market, right? So the, um, so Taurus rules the stock market. And so Uranus in that exact square with the North and South node of the United States, that could be um, a very clear shakeup. It might be a currency collapse. It could be a big breakthrough with digital currency like Bitcoin. Um, So I know that was written into the, what is it, one or two trillion dollar stimulus bill that was passed last month by Congress. There was some provision about something about a, I want to say, did they use the term digital wallet? It was something, somebody pointed out on Twitter, you know how these 500 page bills that they have, but somewhere, God bless these people who read those things that would just drive me crazy. <laughs> but there were there were passages in there that talked about currency and the Federal Reserve. So who knows, there could be some unexpected development or something that is very shockingly revealed about our money system. And so that could be um, a, a very, very strong potential for some new thing or maybe a breakthrough, you know, in, in terms of all of these these topics. You know, the North Node in Leo would be, Leo, of course, is fire sign. It's it's ruled by the sun and it's, it's wealth, you know, it's like gold. Think of sun and gold and wealth and, and strong leadership. You know, the, the Leo, the courageous lion, Leo, the lion hearted. So our evolutionary path is to be strong and courageous. And um, we are here to bring community and do that not as a, a, an egotistical, vain, conceited, self-centered willfulness, but to be 
courageous and using it for the betterment for the betterment of all so the south node in aquarius might be that you know don't get isolated don't shut down emotionally connect with people reach out and i think and you you know I've, I've, we've been seeing that with this the last this outrageous uh challenge that we've been dealt with on a global scale all of us but with this uranus making a square to the nodes of the um the the nodes of the moon in the usa chart that is especially so you know for for um, our country it is happening in the chart of the united states the new moon is happening in the fifth house which is ruled by the sun so you see it's it has an even more it's got even more um you know lighting up neon sign neon sign right pay attention pay attention to these things and certainly the food like i said food supply the need to be innovative the need to stop wasting food and to really come together and uh take care of this um this food challenge so growing your own food would be a wonderful thing to do especially in the united states where it we're now in spring and it's a perfect time to you know mother nature's working with us reconnect with nature um grounding ourselves is very important with uranus and taurus it's like mother earth's crying out like hey hey you've become so disconnected from nature we've become so disconnected from the elements from the earth you might want to ask yourself when was the last time you stood on the earth barefoot you know maybe some of you are in it's winter and you're like oh i can't do that it's snow or whatever but in the northern hemisphere we're heading into spring so um but hey you know even in the in in winter i would often i'd run out even if it's just for a minute and it's frozen ground you know just to to connect with the earth even if it's just for a moment so think about that how how often do you do that and how, when was the last time if we're living in a high rise we're not connected at all we're just riding elevators and walking on concrete slabs you know how how connected is that it's not <laughs> so the usa you know sun moon leo conjunction in the 5th house is like let's get creative here let's get creative with our skills and our abilities to connect with the earth earthing you might have heard of that that's just the practice of sitting and walking on the earth Um I make a point to not sit in beach chairs or sit on uh if I'm outside I like to just sit on the ground. I just grab a sheet and plant my sacrum right there. And uh and if you take your shoes and socks off and just for even if it's 5 minutes putting the soles of your feet on the earth, it's an automatic upgrade. <laughs> it's uh it's got some pretty amazing health benefits. it will um of course the earth is an electrical magnetic you know it's it's a wonder of its own it's a living breathing entity and we are electrical in nature and so we literally attune ourselves to the rhythm of earth when we sit with the earth when we sit with her so this is definitely a cosmic wake up call this month to be reconnecting You might also consider um I was going to say this later but it's coming up now you might consider too as a as one tool a uh, powerful tool is um making a small medicine wheel a native american medicine wheel 
and you know it might only be a little tiny foot wide thing um it can be small you could even if you lived in a high rise you could even make one from like a cookie sheet or a plate and just put some earth on it and then arrange stones or sometimes i use seashells stones you could use a crystal you know just some earth um objects and uh, arrange them in a circle with a you know like cut in a quadrants and just let your intuition guide you and you can just sit with that and maybe light a candle and really connect with and call in mother earth so even if you're living in a high rise and you're 20 floors above the earth you can still bring that in to your environment um so anyway uh, i'm going to talk a little bit later i'm going to finish up the astro and going to talk later about some cool books to read Uh, regarding earth and a few more earthing uh, tools that are certainly good especially with the covid-19 sitting in the sun it boosts our immune system sitting in um I'm not saying getting sunburned you know <laughs> again that saturn square right now, let's not go crazy here <laughs> but um early morning late afternoon you know an hour before uh the sun sets and an hour when it rises it's a very great time to be um to be outside and uh anyway so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that so let me let me first finish up I, there's some important things I want to share with you and uh, interesting little things too about this new moon um so the as I said the Uranus is uh conjunct the new moon and it is squaring the USA nodes and there's something else too I want to note I noticed that the transiting right the current uh, transit of the north node is right now is at 1 degree of cancer so for the past 2 years the nodes have been in the sign of cancer and capricorn right so that's been giving us all of these opportunities with home and family and family karma and who is our tribe who is our family how can we nurture and take care of ourselves where are we putting down healthy boundaries around families and self-care and nurturing and being vulnerable and allowing ourselves this and reinventing ourselves along the lines of care and vulnerability rather than, you know, dominance and suppression. Well, now the nodes are almost finished their journey. It's now they go backwards, so they start at 29 degrees and they go down to 0 and then they start again. So on the 5th of May, the nodes will shift into Gemini. the north node will be in gemini and the south node will be in sagittarius but before it does we have one more eclipse in the sign of it at the zero sign one more solar eclipse i should say in in cancer and that is june uh was it june 20th we have a solar eclipse zero degrees of cancer right that's the the final the final zero last call before gemini sag right and that is of course any any sign at zero degrees is called a critical degree so that is the the zero degree of cancer it's a cardinal sign this is a really important one this was the we had an eclipse in 2001 in June of 2001 at zero cancer and that was the eclipse that precipitated 911 so of course we, you know we're seeing it now right we didn't even have to wait till mars translated that eclipse point which is what happened when 911 happened 
um, but it's already, you know, showing up with with this COVID-19 crisis. So, uh, however, what I'm pointing to is the uh, transiting North Node is at one degree of Cancer, so it's almost at the zero, right? It's going to hit zero in pretty soon, but right now it's at one degree, so we're only one degree from that upcoming solar eclipse point. And when um, I noticed in the news yesterday, there was another earthquake in Ridgecrest, Ridgecrest, no, Ridgecrest, sorry, <laughs> Ridgecrest, California. That was exactly where that California earthquake happened last year, which was the day before a solar eclipse in, in last July. That's when the Ridgecrest earthquake went off. So we pay attention, of certainly with earthquakes and, um, and eclipse cycles. So when it, um, now it's happening again because we're, we're coming up upon a, the new solar eclipse point. So I'm wondering, we might be seeing more earthquake activity in that area and perhaps other areas as well once we get into eclipse season, which will be in, um, in June and July. So I just say that to you as kind of a heads up. The other thing I want to say too, while we're on the subject of California, for all my fabulous, wonderful Angelino friends and cowgirls, cowboys, star seeds, mermen, mermaids, intergalactic beings, all of the above, all over the world, but especially in the city of Los Angeles, there is going to be the, um, that solar eclipse that I was just talking about, Zero Cancer on June 20th. That's going to be conjunct, meaning aligned with the in the city of Los Angeles birth chart. The, the city has um, Uranus, the planet Uranus at zero cancer. So that solar eclipse is going to be lined up with Uranus. So the, again, that could be sudden changes. Um, unfortunately, I have to say, it, can, it has the potential for being catastrophic changes to what is cancer, the home homeland or property. So just to kind of heads up there, that's, that can be a lot of instability and sudden movement. So you might find yourself moving for whatever reason. Um, but certainly when it comes into the chart of a city, not a person, it can be that um, there are, you know, rapid, sudden changes ahead. And so it's just to be aware and, um, and, and ready, you know, just to be ready for, for any kind of, um, Thing, especially nowadays. Look, we've got it coming from so many angles, right? We, we're not sitting around uh, waiting for things to go back the way they were. We're, we're in a whole new chapter right now. And, um, you know, it's unsettling. Yeah, well, well, heck yeah. Uranus and Taurus, you know, has brought earthquakes. And when Uranus was at the zero degree point in Taurus in May of 2018, it was, um, that's the, that the very moment that happened is when we had the Kilauea eruption in Hawaii on the big island. So Uranus suddenness, it moved from Aries to Taurus. Well, Aries is a fire sign. So it went from Aries, fire, into Taurus, earth, fire, earth, fire on the earth, Kilauea, voila, astrology, everywhere you look. So I just wanted to call that out to LA and be safe out there. Um, be innovative. You know, Uranus is saying, look, liberate yourself from where you've been stuck and where you've been feeling 
I don't mean, you know, stuck at home because of COVID. I'm talking about a huge, you know, conversation here um, and, and how you relate to each other and how you relate to your family and have breakthroughs in, in intimacy and vulnerability and caring for within your community and within your family and who you call family. Maybe take those walls down of being um, isolated you know how it is, you know, the, the conversation for Los Angeles is, you know, the movie business, everybody's out for themselves, and there's this kind of using one another, and, you know, it's, it's actually in the chart, I have to say, it's kind of interesting how these things play out, but really, um, this is definitely a time to break those walls down, and wherever we've had um, been cut off from our feelings and our emotions, um, to, to really develop more of an intimacy for, for a bigger purpose, you know, community togetherness, community unity, right? The word unity is in community. So there's that. Just wanted to share that. It's really, um, it's really big, you know, it's really, this is a really big, um, deal right now for all of us, but certainly it's, it's just very pronounced because I happen to notice it in the city of Los Angeles. So, you know, I get that it's not easy hearing about possible sudden shocking changes. You know, that's not always a jolly thing. Um, it certainly has the potential for being catastrophic. Let's be real here. It is the Saturn-Pluto Capricorn year, so there's this is not a time for Pollyanna fluff-fluff chat. <laughs> However, I'm always going to bring creative, proactive solutions that you can always count on. Just like when I do charts, you know, for those of you who have worked with me, you know that it's, uh, you know, we're not buying into any, there are no victims. We, we must look at all sides of a chart and we must look at the solution. The solution is always in the chart. Even the most heinous of circumstances and the most, you know, uh, sad and uh, debilitating transits that can really do a number on us, there's always the light that shines through. And we want to grab onto that light and move forward through these very heavy, dark times, you know, always looking for the light and how we can empower ourselves. Well, I offer you this for the new moon in Taurus. Interestingly enough, you know how I geek out about asteroids. I'm like I'm like Hermione and Harry Potter running around with like if I played her I'd I'd have an asteroid book under my arm at all times, under my Hogwarts robe. So <laughs> that for sure, amongst other things, but for sure asteroids. So anyway, there's this asteroid, uh, Pholus, which is certainly amongst the astrology community, has gotten a lot of attention this year because it's in the sign of Capricorn, along with the 8 million other planets in Capricorn, right? Like, as if it weren't enough to have Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, the South Node, like as if that weren't <laughs> walloping us, right? We've got Pholus, which is all about the lid comes off. It was very active and lined up with the South Node in the month of March. So I knew when the COVID uh, statistics were pouring in and it started to take off and thinking, all right, this is it, man. The lid is going to come off this thing. This is going to like really blow. Well, Pholus in the chart of the United States, Pholus is actually conjunct, aligned with the South Node. So when I said how Uranus was making that T, you know, earlier in the convo about the T-square with 
North Node, South Node, evolutionary markers, well, Pholus is there too. So when these changes occur, it's like, whoa, the lid comes off. So it could be very impatient, impulsive behavior, especially with Pholus and Aquarius. You know, it could be very impatient about making changes. We saw that, like I said, the people who ran out to the beach and was like, I'm tired of staying home. I'm just, I gotta be free. Well, that could be rash and impulsive and that, that's not always a wise thing. But, um, but the good side of that would be, um, you know, like, it's like we're being called to think beyond our selfishness and to really, um, again, move together for the benefit of humanity and to seek together. Like when, when um, you know, me, not we, it was Bernie Sanders who had put that on his buses, right? Um, not me, <laughs> not me, we, right? <laughs> not me, we. So um, that is a very, you know, Aquarian message, obviously. So it's just really looking at these things, making, a, considering these fundamental changes and moving out of our selfish, you know, maybe it's like the veil comes off and we, we're very uh, soberly woken up to the fact that we've, we've wanted comfort for so long and maybe it was at the expense and it has been at the expense of others and now we're looking at ourselves and our choices for well what's going to benefit the earth what's going to help mother earth what's you know do we really need all this waste you know do i need to buy my salad in a plastic box i mean i have to say i'm like the worst offender I, I I like that stuff it's convenient but it's pain it becomes painful when you see those articles in you know, about plastic waste in the ocean and, and all that stuff. So, Pholus conjunct the south node. Right now, for this lunation with the new moon in Taurus, Pholus and Quaor, very interesting. It's another asteroid, and it's it represents, I, as far as I understand from my research, it is the creation god, kind of like the, you know, the deity of the Tongva people. So the Tongva people were the native indigenous people who settled in the area that is now Los Angeles, very interestingly enough. But this, the Kwaor energy is about using dance and calling down our divine over self, right? dancing things into creation, if you were to put it a, like a, a, a quip on it dance things into creation. So Pholus conjunct with Kwaor is like, like, let it rip, dance things into creation. Pholus and Kwaor holding hands right now is making a very beneficial aspect with this new moon, sun, moon, Uranus, Kwaor, right? Get wild, dance things into creation, but the Saturn square is saying, okay, yes, go wild, but but also be mature about it. You know, don't just go crazy and be a rebel for the sake of being a rebel. You know, do it with with um, precision and focus and patience and, um, you know, make it last, make it ha- have something of lasting value. You, you could say that as well. Um, and there's this other one that I just discovered, this new asteroid. Oh, the Hermione in me is very happy. There's this asteroid called Melpomene. So I, I believe I'm saying it correctly. So Melpomene was in in Greek mythology. She was one of the muses. You know, there were like nine muses. Well, she was the muse of tragedy. 
So just just hang in there with me. Walk with me on this. It's going to get better. So just let's just hang in there, okay? So the you know how in Greek in theater in the ancient Greeks theater they had the masks of comedy and tragedy, you know, the smiling mask face and the sad face. Well, she was the one that was holding the sad face, okay? That's that's Melpomene. So she was this um muse or this nymph and she was one of the nine muses who entertained the gods on Mount Olympus. So she was the one who developed liberal arts and fine arts in ancient Greece. She was a source of inspiration to poets and dramatists and authors, um, certainly to Homer who wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey. So she was, you know, she was a big deal in ancient Greece. So this new moon, we've got Melpomene in a conjunction with this new moon. So it sounds like, oh my God, you know, on one level, it's like, oh, there's tragedy associated with this new moon. Well, okay, look, we've already been seeing, you know, obviously with COVID. And then, like I said, about the food shortages and the, the fact of food having to be plowed under and the, you know, the intense uh, crisis that we're facing with feeding people out of work and all of that. So it's still a marker there. However, there's another side to Melpomene that maybe um, isn't always available if we're just surface reading. So I did some more research on Melpomene and I found something that, you know, hopefully will give you some inspiration um, as we, as we move through this time that she, yes, she was the, the goddess of uh, the muse associated with tragedy. Um, in, in, um, in Greek plays, there were three kinds of drama. There was comedy, tragedy, and satire, right? which is, you know, making fun of, of things. So comedy, tra- the tra- in tragedies, of course, the, it's, it's a, a sad ending, right? So maybe what it's saying, if you, if you look at the empowering side of this is like, yes, things might have a tragic ending in this lunation, but what would it be the ending of? In Taurus, us being gluttonous, selfish, feeling entitled, um, too much connected to material wealth of things that we don't need, um, may, maybe it's it's t- like it's the end. Like that's a sad story of how, especially we in America, we've had an enormous amount of um, food waste. We're like the biggest food wasters in the world. It's been known for years. So it's finally like this is the chickens coming home to roost. We've been very rudely awakened with the COVID experience to these these sobering truths and and money. I mean, look at the the tragedy of billionaires uh, hoarding more and more of the wealth and getting these ridiculous, you know, tax bailouts uh, where people got $1,200 checks. And then I saw in the news that nearly 43,000 millionaires around the country would soon be profiting off a loophole that was... uh, apparently uh, included in that $2.2 trillion coronavirus aid act. And it said something like 82% of the benefits of the policy go to about 43,000 taxpayers who earn more than a million dollars annually. And they would, those 43,000 taxpayers eligible for this loophole would receive an average windfall of nearly 1.7 million dollars and this was first reported by Forbes magazine 
And this was confirmed by the Joint Commission on Taxation on their calculations. So while while all of us guys are getting 1200 bucks, you know, they're getting 1.7 million. So naturally, uh, you know, so that Milpomene conjunct the, the new moon in Taurus. Yeah, we're seeing some tragedy coming to light here, uh, certainly. And in Taurus, right? Greed, gluttony, um, you know, Venus ruled, right? Shadow side of Venus, right? Just un, unquenchable thirst for wealth and bling and, and stuff. So, um, but now what do we do with that? Well, uh, remember our friends Pholos and Quawar um, are trining the Sun, Moon, Uranus, and Melpomene. So it's, they've got a dance going there. So we could take this tragedy and make something good of it. Certainly just the fact that it's being revealed is the first step, right? We're, that we're, this is all coming to light. If you've noticed in the last few years, especially now, <clears throat> when bad things go down, the karma comes back pretty fast, right? It's just we're in an accelerated phase of our consciousness evolution. So things are not going to sit around and wait 20 years to be discovered. It's just happening as soon as it happens. So what do we do? Well, we could use these as an opportunity to well, look, like I said, look deeply. Melpomene was... Yes, she was the patron of tragedy, but she also was the, um, she was called the songstress, and her name was derived from Greek words meaning to celebrate with dance and song. Now, obviously, we're not singing in the streets, dancing around 43,000 millionaires getting $1.7 million out of this whole thing, but... (laughs) Um, and, and no wonder she's the goddess of tragedy, you know, the muse of tragedy. But she, what I also found out was she also, like all the nymphs and muses, she possessed the gift of prophecy, right, of seeing into the future, of being tuned in. So I just offer to you that perhaps, just perhaps, Melpomene's presence in this new moon, so prominently present, is saying to us, hey, you know, we have gifts of song, dance, prophecy, the ability to be completely tuned in, and let us use these things to, in the face of, look at the COVID tragedy, right? In the face of tragedy, to use our gifts and we, you know, in, in the Greek mythology, the muses use the beauty of their song or their dance, the grace that they, you know, imbued with their dance and their music to heal the sick and provide comfort, you know, to those who were, you know, in despair and heartbroken and such. So they use their powers and they also possessed the magical power of transformation so, you know, all of these gifts are, are higher consciousness gifts, right? The ability to tune in with our divine essence, our artistic self, and to, um, you know, just to be able to transform from the most tragic circumstance to use our gifts to, to elevate. So anyway, I just offer you that. It's in, in, in the uh, chart and, you know, wherever three degrees of uh, Taurus is in your chart, wherever that is for you. And, you know, you can always just pull up your chart and, and have a peek at where, where this is occurring, where three degrees 
is occurring in Taurus in your chart is where Melpomene and the new moon at uh, three degrees and six degrees of Uranus, where all of that's occurring, that's the area of your life that's going to see a, a reboot and a new beginning. So, um, yeah, so there, there's that. Now, um, before we wrap this up, just to give you a couple more things, uh, think, you know, useful tools, because of course, being that the new moon is in that practical, reliable earth sign of Taurus, we are going to give you practical, reliable solutions. So we mentioned earlier earthing. Another thing comes to mind is forest bathing. That's the new term. You know, I used to just call it going for a walk in the woods, but, um, you know, who am I? Uh, now everything has a, uh, what's that word? When I um, can't think of it, but anyway, yeah, when um, a euphemism. So, walking in the woods, forest bathing. Um, I've done it. It's awesome. You know, just the the physical presence, you being in the earth, your auric field automatically gets cleansed as as we walk in the woods. So that's really good. Uh, the medicine wheel, as I said, you know, get get away from all the you know microwaves, uh, computer lines, Wi-Fi, 5G, all that electromagnetic pollution is like gunkaroo. Just get get away, go in the earth, walk on the earth, walk through the forest, take some time. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, but certainly the more the better. But even if you can only afford, you're busy or whatever, you've got kids at home, you got to homeschool them and help them out. I mean, if you could take them all with you, you know, help the kids learn and see and demonstrate and show them seeds and things that are growing and things that are dying and the, this whole cycle of life that's available by walking in the earth. Um, I want to share with you one thing that I did, and I, this is just something I do, and it's it was intuitive. It was out of a message that was shared to me in a sweat lodge. It was a very, very clear transmission, and it was really powerful. But it was my spirit guides were saying how important it is to connect every day in nature by consciously connecting my auric field to the earth and all the trees and the living things, the bushes, the trees, the plants, but especially I love trees. So I just look out up at the sky and I look out and stand on the ground and just wherever, whatever trees, you know, in the backyard of my house, just connect with them. Imagine that your auric field is connecting. Think of like little, little hair thin fibers of light that were connected to the the trees. And when we do that, we are, and then consciously think that then in that moment, you are connecting with all the trees all over the world because the trees have roots that connect with each other. They're, it's like underground neighborhoods, you know, the way all the roots and the trees all do connect. And if you read about these things, you'll, you'll discover these things. Two books that you might be um, interested in is one is called The Secret Life of Plants. And there's another that I just happened to mention to a um, to uh, someone the other day in, a, in an astrological session. It was uh, the memoir of a woman. I read this years ago, and it was just life changing. Her name is Michelle Small Wright, and Michelle is not spelled like the normal way. Michelle, it's spelled M A C H A E L L E. Michelle small and then right like the Wright brothers w-r-i-g-h-t and the name of the book is called behaving as if the god in all things mattered and it's a memoir of her uh working with the plants and the animals and the plant divas 
Uh, she is the founder of a farm, a conscious, intentional community in, I believe it's in Virginia, and it's called Perelandra, P-E-R-E-L-A-N-D-R-A. And they've got a wonderful website, but uh, she uh, describes her experience and how she one day started communing with these spirits in a very unusual, interesting way. It's a great story. You'll have to read about it. And she was taught how the plants don't like to be put in rows, in linear rows. That nothing, and you think about it, nothing in nature is linear. There's no straight lines. So planting in circles and planting in certain patterns and um, all, you know, weaving this uh, harmony together in a new way of thinking. So again, this is a great conversation to be having, especially with this new moon in Taurus, with the conjunction with Uranus, taking new approaches, innovative new approaches to the land. That would be a really good book to read. And one more person I'm thinking of in this moment is uh, Rudolf Steiner, the great educator. He was really, he uh, did a lot of work with biodynamic farming. And um, of course, astrology and the stars and movements of the moon and and phases and all was very much an integral part of his work. But um, Rudolf Steiner was, I'd say, early 20th century. Um, He, um, the Waldorf School, I believe, is what he founded, if I recall correctly, as an alternative school for children. And he had a lot of great uh, things to say, again, about this, this connection with the earth and the conscious living that has been so drummed out of us in our industrial society. So we are now moving back to, to embracing these, these wonderful uh, philosophies and um, ancient wisdoms, really, you know, based, based upon the ancients. So there, I ha- there you have it for uh, the new moon. I will be back shortly with um, more great um, Earth-related things, especially for Earth Day. I have a special guest that is coming on the show, and we're going to be talking more about tools and things that we can use during these times, so um, stay tuned. And um, like I said, if you ever, uh, we love hearing from you. I know we, we love the fact that you know, my goodness, we're all over the world now. All of us, you know, we're all connected. Somehow we find each other. I don't know. It's it's crazy when I open my computer and I see all the countries that, that this goes to. So I'm very grateful and um, honored to have your listen. It means the world to me. And anything that I can do to assist, please, um, you know, contact us. I'm at um, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. It's all one word, star, sound, sounds of the heavens star sound astrology and i'm looking forward to hearing from you and um and anyway till the next episode take care remember feet on the earth get those socks off feet on the earth much love okay bye